Hola, and welcome to a very special episode of El Whiskey Nerd, a podcast about whiskey, bourbon, and many other things. We're celebrating three years of the podcast, and I decided that it's important to pay attention to one of the most underrated whiskeys in the world, Irish whiskey. So we're doing a special episode on Irish whiskey 101. Despite being the inventors of whiskey, at least historically, that's what we can find, and with a legacy stretching back to the 15th century, Irish whiskey had often been overshadowed by its younger counterparts, and kind of nearly fading out of existence due to the hardship that the small, small nation has faced. Of the most popular whiskies in the world, only one Irish maker missed the top 10, which is unsurprisingly Jameson. The strife and the struggle that nearly snuffed the spirit out uh, has given a lot of character and had made the drink what it is, one of the best forms of whiskey and one that is well worth rediscovering. So for this birthday episode, I, I lately have been really into Irish whiskey and uh, I've been pleasantly surprised by it. I have celebrated with it, so it is time to give this whiskey its due. Irish whiskey, that's a whiskey that includes the E, like we spell here in the program, has become one of the fastest growing beverage markets in the world. Uh, not in spite that has gone through, but because of it. Occupation, taxation, and the devastating loss of our biggest buyer thanks to the prohibition, and centuries spanning the fight for freedom that have played a direct role in shaping the drink's evolution. For master distillers, Irish whiskey represents not just a craft, but an incredible story of innovation and survival. Irish whiskey is not just whiskey made in Ireland. Like the Celtic cousin, cousin Scotch, Irish whiskey has a rigorous set of criteria in order to earn its name. As you can expect, Irish whiskey has to be distilled and aged either in the Republic of Ireland or in Northern Ireland, and it has to get its flavors exclusively from the process used to create it with the final product being at least 80 proof or 40% alcohol and being aged for no less than three years in wooden casks. Despite those rules, it's the things that Irish whiskey isn't required to do that play the biggest role in its character. Unlike scotch, Irish whiskey can be aged in any kind of barrel. You don't really have to pick something special for that, with flavor coming not just from the oak cask, but from cherry wood, hickory, walnut, and more. And a lot of those have a really big role in the overall taste. We can explain that more a little bit later. Irish whiskey can use the enzymes to speed up the fermentation process, and maybe, most importantly, can be made from any type of grain. With that freedom makes for amazing, an amazing range of flavors and personalities. There's no other word for that. Personalities, I think, is the one that fits perfect. And when it comes to Irish whiskey, you will always find one factor in common, the triple distillation. Although it's not a requirement, the overwhelming majority of Irish whiskeys, from the cheapest of the cheap powers, or to the most heavily high-end, plenty of options there, have been triple distilled. Without getting lost in the chemistry of it all, the distillation is a process used to turn fermented liquid grains, that we call mash, into alcohol. And the mash is boiled 
and ev the evaporated alcohol is collected and then it's cooled back into the liquid form. Uh, please, if you are a home brewer or you like to do homemade liquors, please don't try this at home. You, you will end up with an explosion. While many but not all whiskeys are put through this distillation process twice, most Irish whiskeys, they have this distinction that they go through this process three times, helping remove elements that otherwise create a harsher flavor. The result? Well, the Irish whiskey is exceedingly smooth. Smoothness is the definition of Irish whiskey. And, well, other whiskeys made it like a punch in the face and burn all the way down and feel like this lava going down. That's not the case for Irish whiskey. It's famously light and accessible. Irish whiskey's lack of sharpness is, uh, is arguably what distinguishes from other drinks and letting its flavor notes stand out and play, play off on each other. So it is a very enjoyable liquor. The Irish whiskey might be easier to drink, but picking which Irish whiskey you want to buy, it's another story. With so much variety in taste, technique, uh, taking um, the first step into this rich and varied world of Irish whiskey can feel a little intimidating and sometimes overwhelming. But don't be dismayed. For all their rich range of options, there's nothing that is going to help more you than knowing. Okay, so we have four types of Irish whiskey. The first one is the single malt. Single malt Irish whiskey is the closest that you can get to drinking scotch with, without actually drinking scotch. Exactly like their famous Scottish counterpart, this is single malt Irish whiskey. Uh, it's created from exclusively malted barley. Barley that's been allowed to partially sprout and allowed to be fermented, then turned into alcohol. And it's, it's a little bit confusing to say single in single malt because doesn't really have to do anything with barley. Instead, it means that the whiskey has been created in one distillery. That's important information that you remember that a huge part of whiskey taste comes from the environment where it's made. Um, the ocean salt and humidity, the water makes all these different things. Even the shape of stills can change that. That, um, like we explained in previous episodes with the different regions in Scotland, yeah, the location changes significantly the flavor of the whiskey. Uh, yeah, they all contributed to the final character of the drink. Uh, the single mass can run a little bit more expensive, which is a common thing with all whiskeys, uh, but it's a unique drinking experience and they justify the price. Uh, some brands that, uh, that are common, Irish single malts, Bushmills, I love Bushmills. I did uh, on our episode in Colorado on Seven, um, seven Grand uh, on the... Um, on the bar, we had flight of Bushmills, and it was fantastic. I just uh, check it out on the on the previous episode, and I would recommend that. Uh, so Bushmills, fantastic. Lima Body and Sexton. Sexton is a very good brand as well. The second type of uh, Irish whiskey is the single pot still. Well, necessity is the matter of invention, and necessity certainly get better. One of the most unique forms of whiskey that you will ever encounter. During the height of the Irish whiskey's popularity in the late 18th century, some British occupiers, shocking, attempted to profit off of the booming industry with heavy taxes on the malted barley. To survive, Irish whiskey's distillers cleverly found a loophole in the law, cutting their ingredients with unmalted, aka unsprouted barley, unintentionally inventing an entirely new category of the drink in the process. Single pot Irish whiskies, well, they're still light, tend to be a lot spicier than their more mellow siblings, 
with a thicker mouthfeel that is often described as creamy. And the surprising combination was so delicious that the process endured after the tax was repealed. And to this day, the single pot Irish whiskies are one of the most popular forms of the spirit. Um, some of the common brands, two of my favorites of this uh, single pot Irish whiskies is Green Spot and Redbreast. Redbreast is fantastic. I love Redbreast. Really, really good whiskey. The third uh, variation of uh, Irish whiskey is the single grain. Following all the same steps as the single malt, single grain Irish whiskey stand apart for the ability to use ingredients other than barley. Like single malt, the single, quotation mark, and, and in single grain, means that the drink has only been made at one distillery and has been influenced by all the factors that make the distillery unique. While it can be made exclusively from other grain, other than barley, single grains are often made from a combination of ingredients with rye, corn and wheat being the most common. The other primary difference between the single malt and single grain whiskies is that the copper steel pots are commonly associated with the whiskey production that aren't used for the single grain whiskies. But instead, they don't use the single pot, they use the column steel, also known as coffee. The coffee steels they're used. This is very similar to what they do with the Bourbons. And with that wide variety of ingredients comes with a wider range in quality. Uh, single grain whiskies they do get a spotted reputation as a result, but the good ones are amazing and cheaper. Uh, so some of the common brands are Teeling and Egan's. Then finally, a very popular category: blended whiskies. As the name suggests, the blended Irish whiskey, Irish whiskey, it's one created from mixing two or more different whiskies, either one distiller or several. Well, uh, this process is uh, often makes branded Irish whiskies cheaper, by no means makes them worse. It's the opposite. In fact, due to all the factors that get into creating Irish whiskey, creating a, creating a flavor that is consistent from year to year, takes care and expertise, and you get to pick up the litter of the whiskies that you want to try and, and blend it. That's why some of the most not some of the pop most popular, the most popular whiskies in the world are blended whiskies, and it is pretty ignorant to diss them just because they're blended. So please avoid that. You don't you don't want to be that person. Well, um, so yeah, it's takes just as much care and expertise as creating a, crafting a single malt and to get a signature style. If you're looking for a reliable go-to beverage, especially for a cocktail, or having some brand that you just want to go, it's just essential. Some of the common blading Irish whiskies are Jameson, the most common Irish whiskey in the world, and Michael Collins. Well, we said like we have four variations, but let's say four and a half. And in this case, we'll be pointing. It's not usually recognized along the most respectable counterparts. I mean, I'm gonna say quotation marks because this is a. Uh, an audio media, and I'm like doing hand quotations here. Uh, but it's the point in is the Irish moonshine that deserves a special note. It was invented in the 16th century as a way to get around the strict license regulations from the steam whiskey. And pointing has a major role in Irish culture, even if it falls outside the legal requirements uh, the, for the whiskey was supposed to be. But you really can't blame rule breaking liquor for breaking the rules. Uh, hardcore enthusiasts insist that any point that you get legally isn't really pointing, but uh, there's plenty of Irish brands that make their own version of the once-in-a-time illicit liquor. 
for Gary's whiskey, age is not everything. When it comes to whiskey, uh, one of the most common indicators of quality is how long the drink has been aged. And even a beginner can tell a good whiskey from a bad one just by checking the number on the label. Like, oh my God, this is 18, this is 21. It's way better than a 12-year-old whiskey. But that's not the case. That's just wrong. Except point out that drink ages only accounts for the fragment of the overall quality. And that's especially the case when they're talking about Irish whiskeys. Some drinks like scotch need to be aged longer due to the cold conditions that they're made in. And Ireland has a warmer weather in Scotland and it allows the whiskeys to mature more quickly. A six-year-old whiskey uh, can be just as refined as a whiskey that's been 12 years or maybe 18. So there is something to think about when you talk about the age of the whiskey. And I the, discovered this firsthand because when I was doing the sampling of the Bushmill whiskeys, uh, my favorite was the 12. And I got the NAS, the 10, the 12, and the 16, and the 12 was very good. The 10 was very close too. So I, this is a very personal opinion, but feel free to save a little bit of money and buy the 10 or the 12. It's a significant difference in the amount of, uh, on the cost of the whiskey. As I mentioned earlier, a major component of any whiskey it's the cask, and that gives the flavor that been sitting in. Both the wood used to make the cask and the liquid that fills the cask, uh, that filled the cask previously, makes it makes a huge difference. Let's say if it was uh, filled with old bourbon or with a port wine or with an Oloroso sherry, it just makes a whole difference in that. And um, Many distillers would only use a cask uh, two or three times before discarding it for new sets. A whiskey can sit in a cask for 15 or even 20 years, but if the barrel has already been stripped most of the flavor, the whiskey inside is just going to be a low-quality drink, regardless of how masterful all the steps have been. That's not to say that age doesn't play a role. It does. But it's just not as important as other people think. When it comes to whiskey, especially early whiskey, um, I just don't really get very hung up on the age of the whiskey. Some of my final thoughts of the Irish whiskey. It exists for one reason and one reason only, to be enjoyed. Every step taken to preserve it, and it hasn't been for the sake of the drink, but for what the drink represents. A way to ease troubles, celebrate triumphs. Uh, no matter how priced or cheap the drink is, no matter um, what process we used to make it, snobbery and one-upping and having this like pretentiousness it really has no place on any kind of alcohol especially in a run with a drink whose defining feature is freedom and the freedom to experiment and to evolve there's nothing less appreciative of irish whiskey uh, and their astonishing variety of its amazing story that putting limitations on how it should be drunk so it's a faux pas just enjoy the whiskey and don't judge others for the way they drink it on the rocks, taken straight, enjoying its own, mixing a cocktail, share as a party, or sipping a peaceful solitude. The only wrong way to enjoy, uh, to enjoy an Irish whiskey is just not enjoy an Irish whiskey. Well, this is the end of today's episode. Once again, I thank you very much for listening to the show and for three fantastic years of allowing me to talk about my passion of whiskey and for, for listening. I really appreciate all the listeners. I will 
kindly request that you give us a five star rating on Spotify or follow us on Instagram. My handle is at elwhiskeynerd, one word. Uh, that really helps the the podcast to grow. I got my um, my uh, end of year um, information from Spotify and the podcast has grown quite a bit and it has been a very, very enjoyable ride. I got to make some special mentions of uh, special Irish whiskey. I got to give a shout out to the Old Angle Tavern in Cleveland where we meet quite often to watch the Manchester United game with the Cleveland Red Devils. And I have been going there for my birthday and have some Irish whiskey to celebrate with our friends there. Uh, with uh, <clears throat> Seven Grant in uh, in Colorado for the fantastic, uh, in Denver, Colorado, for the fantastic Irish whiskey flights. And honestly, these three years have been great. Just a lot of traveling, many, many different places and all our locations that, that we have been uh, um, all over Colorado, um, New Orleans, uh, Chicago, California, uh, D.C. Just it's been quite a ride for El Whiskey Nerd. And a special shout out to my wife, Christina, that she makes, makes all these things possible with all, all her support. As always, you can listen uh, to the show on Spotify, in Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or all the other um, applications that, and apps that you can um, listen podcasts on. Or you can just Google El Whiskey Nerd and, um, and Google. Yeah, Google, and they will, find, will allow you to find ways to just listen online. Uh, you can contact me at l.whiskey.nerd.gmail.com. You got any questions, comments, or you want to request some special episodes. And again, thank you for the preference. Thank you for all the support. I hope you have a really, really good day. Y salud.